Hi there, Rachel here. If you're listening to this episode in May of 2024, I have some big news. After selling out during the holiday season, my Flex of Gold journal is available for pre-order right now and will be shipping to your home by the end of June. To celebrate, we're running an amazing pre-order sale for Mother's Day. Purchase the journal before May 13th and you'll get $10 off every journal. This is our best price of the year, even better than Black Friday, so it's the perfect time to stock up for gifts for family and friends. This three-year journal helps mothers to notice, savor, and write down the fleeting golden moments that they experience with their children each day. So go to 3in30podcast.com slash flexofgold to reserve your copy, and you'll also see our brand new cover colors, as well as our new cover option, which is a wipeable vegan leather. So again, go to 3in30podcast.com slash flexofgold to pre-order your journal, and from now until Mother's Day 2024, they'll be marked down by $10 each. I can't wait for you to experience the magic of this beautiful gratitude journal for mothers. You're listening to 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms, and this podcast is sponsored by KiwiCo. Something I want to focus on in 2023 is continuing to learn about the psychology of burnout and the small things we can do to help complete the stress cycle. It's fascinating to me. I love learning and hope to pass that love of learning down to my kids. One thing that can combat stress is creating, especially creating with your hands, and KiwiCo knows a thing or two about delivering moments of discovery through fun, hands-on projects. Each month, they deliver super cool science, technology, and art projects for kids. Choose from nine different subscription lines for different ages and categories. There's something for every kid. One of the KiwiCo lines we are loving is the Doodle Crate for Sally. She had so much fun making the desktop corkboard and is now loving being able to hang up pictures and notes in her room. Make 2023 the year of discovery with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month on any crate line at kiwico.com slash 3in30. That's 50% off your first month at kiwico.com slash 3in30. Welcome to 3in30, a podcast for moms who want to create more meaning in motherhood. Each 30-minute episode will feature three doable takeaways for you to try at home with your family this week. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. Thank you so much for being here. Mom life often feels anything but simple. Managing toddler tantrums, managing work deadlines, managing sick kids who call from school and mess up those work deadlines, managing emotional and behavioral needs, Did we miss that doctor's appointment I scheduled a month ago? And how will I get there when I'm also supposed to be dropping off a child at soccer? And does anyone in the family have clean underwear right now? The to-do list of a mom can feel endless, and the mental chatter that accompanies that to-do list can be even heavier. Is there a way to just simplify all of this? To cut through the noise and the distraction and gain more clarity around what actually needs to be done and what we can let go? Today's guest is going to share some really tangible ideas for us on how to do just that. Chanel Nielsen is a life coach who helps moms put themselves on the list without leaving their family behind. As a mom of five kids, Chanel knows that motherhood has its challenges. That's why she's passionate about helping moms simplify so they can prioritize what matters and define success for themselves. Chanel is the former host and creator of the popular Moms Who Know podcast and the author of the book Parents Who Know. She currently hosts the Mom's Life Made Simple podcast, and I knew we needed to have her as a guest on 3 and 30 as we head into this new year, because don't we all just crave a bit more simplicity right now? I know I do, so let's get into it. 
Here's my conversation with Chanel Nielsen. Chanel, welcome to 3 and 30. I am so excited to have you today. Thank you, Rachel. Excited to be here with you. Well, we have the same last name, even though it's spelled differently, but I feel like we have a lot in common in addition to having the same last name. I love your work. I love what you do for moms, and I'm excited to talk today about how to make mom life a little bit more simple, because as I mentioned in that introduction, it often feels anything but simple. Yeah. And you have five kids, so you get that. So why do you have this passion around making mom life simple? And how has that become the focus of your work with moms? Yeah, I feel like one of the just gifts that I've been given is being able to take something that's complex and break it down. It can be a gift and it can be a curse at the same time because I don't do a lot of fluff. You know, I'm not a party planner. I'm not going to do all the extras, but what needs to get done, I can get it done. I can get to the meat of what really matters. And that has really helped me in mom life to kind of cut away some of the extra and to help other moms see that. Like, what am I doing that doesn't really matter and that isn't contributing to my happiness and is actually making it more stressful and a lot less fun in my mom life? As I've been able to work with moms who are having that concern, it's been so fun to get rid of some of that and really find the joy in mom life. Yeah. And I'm sitting here smiling because that's just another way that you and I are like, I sometimes call myself a refiner. I do that in this podcast. Yes. Like I like to take a big complex idea and say, but what are the three takeaways? Like what, what is the meat? And so I love that you're doing that with your podcast and with your work of Mom's Life Made Simple. And today we are going to talk about three specific ways, different ideas as moms are entering the new year that they can make their life a little bit more simple. So let's start in with your first takeaway. Okay, awesome. Well, number one is to simplify your routines, especially as we go into the new year, right? There are things that we want to do. We want to exercise for an hour every day. We want to have this amazing morning routine. We want to do all the things. And one of the ways that we can really simplify is to take a good long look at our ideal what we would love to have for any of these routines, whether it's housework or like I mentioned, exercise, morning routines, whatever that is, we have an ideal, but we also take a look at the flip side of that. What is the minimum that I can do that I'm still going to say it counts? And when we have that in mind, we have what I call it a range of possibilities. We have the minimum that we can do and we have the ideal. And when we have those both in mind, we can allow ourselves to do the routine no matter what our day looks like, no matter what the night before looks like. Mm. And so instead of cleaning the kitchen top to bottom, maybe all we can do is do the dishes, but we still stuck with that routine. We did a good enough job and we're able to simplify our routines into the crucial part that really matters to keeping our lives functioning the way we want them to. Yeah, absolutely. I sometimes use a chart Well, I'll write on one side necessary and one side nice. Mm. Like what is necessary for this task project, whatever, and what would be nice to have in this task project yeah. or whatever. And it really does cut through a lot of the mental noise and the stress of I have so much to do to see actually the bare minimum, I just need to do these things and the rest of it is nice and I'll get to it if I can. 
Can you give us an example of what that might look like? I'd love to hear how you use this with your morning routine. What's your maximum and what's your minimum? How do you make it work within the range of possibilities? For sure. So I have a four-part morning routine, which includes journaling, scripture study, yoga, and meditation. In my perfect world, I like to do about an hour for that four-part morning routine. But sometimes I'm just tired. I didn't get enough sleep the night before, whatever. Maybe we're traveling or getting up early for some reason. And so I'm able to take 10-minute journaling, my 20-minute scripture, my 20-minute yoga, my 10-minute meditation. That's kind of how it goes. And simplify that all down into about a 5 to 10-minute routine. Total. Total. Five-minute total, yeah. Yeah, so what I'll do is write a line in my journal. I'll read a verse or two of scriptures. I'll do a five-minute yoga routine. Or if I'm really, really pressed on time, I will do one yoga pose and a one-minute meditation. So that all depends on, you know, I can get that all done, five to ten minutes. But here's what is kind of the crucial point to that is it still counts. I let it still count. And that's where I feel like we can sometimes go wrong here because we say, if I can't do the full extent of my routine, if I can't do all those things that would be nice to do, why even bother? And our brain likes to say that to us. It likes to be like, ugh, not even worth it. If you're going to do one yoga pose, I might as well not even get out your mat. You know, it's not even worth doing. And so when you can train yourself and teach yourself that like that little routine kept me doing what I needed to do and it counts, it kept me in the routine and I did it good enough, then that's kind of the most powerful part of that. Yeah, absolutely. It cuts the perfectionism. And, you know, the old saying, something is better than nothing. It's just so true. Yeah. (laughs) So do you have any other examples of routines in your home, in your life, in your work life that you can modify depending on the amount of time or space that you have in any given day? Yeah, for sure. I think there are so many ways that this comes up for us, and it really can be a fight against perfectionism. And so it comes up in our housework. Okay, I'm going to give this is this is getting really real with you here. But here's an example for me uh, with the laundry. It is really nice to fold the kitchen towels and put them in a drawer. But what's necessary is that I get them clean. And I often just throw them in the drawer. Mm -hmm. I don't bother to fold them. We go through them so quick that it really doesn't really matter. No, it matters that we can pull towels out of that drawer. And I can see people like shuddering at that. I know that might be hard for some people like, oh, but of course that's necessary. No, it's not. Mm -hmm. Another routine is around our meals where this plays in. Simplify your routines with your meals. You don't have to go on Pinterest and find this new recipe and make sure it has all the food groups. Like you can go pick up a rotisserie chicken from Costco and grab a bag of vegetables and heat them up and that's dinner. It can be that simple. So finding the crucial piece, the crucial piece is getting dinner for your family. And to me, part of that is, you know, something that's going to actually fuel their body. That's the crucial piece and letting go of some of the nice to have elements. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. I love that. Going back and identifying what really matters to me in this situation. And it does go back to personal values. For some people, they may really care about their kitchen towels folded. It may really make them feel a certain way to operate in that space. 
But you have to ask yourself, does this matter to me? Why does it matter to me? And does it matter enough that I'm going to sacrifice something else? Because that's where, like, I would love to have folded kitchen towels, but if I do that, then I'm maybe not getting as much time to work on my podcast that I really care about. And so I've had to sacrifice that. You know, with my kids, I have given up them or me folding their laundry. Yeah. <laughs> we just sort into piles and then I tell them to shake their clothes and to lay them in the drawer, which some moms are literally <laughs> shuddering. But I was tired of fighting the fight with them to get them to fold it. I didn't want to do it anymore. And I realized that their clothes are not the type of clothes that wrinkle. Like kids' clothes are, yeah. they're pretty sturdy. And I cleared out drawers in their rooms to make room for this so that they could have a drawer there where they just kind of lay their pants. They have one where they lay their shirts and then they can just grab it out. Yeah. That's something that is worth doing for me. That might not work for another mom, but it has simplified our routine around laundry with my kids. Exactly. That's exactly the kind of thing that I'm talking about to take a look at. Because if laundry is your thing, if that really matters, I have a good friend who would give me all her hand-me-downs and they were, I mean, she took some pride in her laundry. This woman was amazing with her laundry. And so that mattered to her. So obviously she's going to spend the time there. But where are those areas that you're just doing because you feel like you have to? Those are the things you can kind of let go. Yeah, that you should. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So it's okay to say, okay, that's not where I'm going to spend my time and energy and I'm going to find a way to simplify that. Yes, absolutely. Let's take a quick break to thank this episode's sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Prep Dish, and my friends, I am so excited to try out this meal planning service in 2023. In today's episode, we're talking about simplifying mom life, and Prep Dish helps you to simplify planning and prepping your meals. I mean, what mother doesn't need that? The genius idea behind this service is that you can spend one hour prepping your food at the beginning of the week and have five dinners ready to put together in record time on busy nights. It's basically batch prepping, doing all the meal prep work for the week up front to simplify your life and your decision-making for the rest of the week. In order to do this kind of batch prepping on your own, you'd have to find recipes that all shared common ingredients and figure out how much is needed for which meal and do a lot of mental work to coordinate and orchestrate it all. But Prep Dish removes all of that mental load from you by sending you a weekly grocery shopping list and meal plan, along with simple batch prepping instructions. All you have to do is grab their list and go to the store, or even better, place a grocery pickup order, and then spend an hour or two prepping all of the ingredients while listening to your favorite audiobook or podcast. And at the end of that time, dinner is planned and prepped for the rest of the week, and you feel like a rock star. Prep Dish founder Allison is a dietitian, a chef, and a mom of two little boys, so she gets the need to feed a family without spending hours in the kitchen every night. She's created lots of plans to choose from, including gluten-free, paleo, low-carb, and super-fast. Our family is obviously doing the super-fast meal plan option this year. If you want to serve healthy, homemade meals without the stress, Prep Dish is offering 3 and 30 listeners a free two-week trial to try it out. You can't beat that. Check out PrepDish.com slash 3 and 30 for this amazing deal. Again, that's PrepDish, P-R-E-P-D-I-S-H dot com slash 3 and 30 for your first two weeks free. This is a no-brainer. Let me know how you like it. This episode is also sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. As moms, whether we work in or outside the home, we have a lot going on, and it's easy to get bogged down. Working with a therapist has helped me to interrupt the negative self-talk when it starts to tell me that there's no hope I will ever be able to get a handle on all the things that come along with mom life. 
Meeting regularly with my therapist helps me continue to be kind to myself and to catch negative thought patterns when they sneak in. In fact, I often know it's time to reach out to my therapist for a tune-up appointment when I notice the negative self-talk in my head amping up. I cannot recommend a professional counselor enough as a safe place to talk and to get tools. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash 3 and 30 today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 3 and 30. I'm one of those people who loves a to-do list. I love to check it off. I think a lot of us are that way. We get a little uh, hit of dopamine, right? We check something off and we're like, yes, I did it. I used to even, after I did something, write it down and then check it off just for the little thrill of being able to say that I did something. But how I used to do it, I would get a big notebook and write a long list of everything I needed to do, the important mixed in with the unimportant. So order a new something off of Amazon and then make a new podcast episode and all these things. And what I found myself doing when it was just this really long list, because I liked checking things off, I would look for what's easy. Okay, Mm -hmm. what's easy? Well, I'm going to go order that thing from Amazon. Then I'll have something done. I'll feel accomplished and it feels good. But what would happen is at the end of the day, those most important things, the things that actually mattered, would still be on my list. I would have to transfer them over to the next day's big long list. And a lot of times I found myself kind of procrastinating them. So what I do now and what I recommend to the moms that I work with is to really only give yourself three to-dos for the day, your big three. And when we have those three, and that works in perfectly with uh, the format of three and 30, right? Three things for the day. It really gives your brain constraints to like, if I could only do three things today, what are the three things that actually matter? What are the three things that I need to do? And so we call them frogs. That comes from a quote from Mark Twain and a book by Brian Tracy called Eat That Frog. And the Mark Twain quote, it's something along the lines of, if you need to eat a frog, make sure you do it first thing in the morning. Get it over with. The idea being, (laughs) get those things out of the way. Yeah. We don't want to sit and stare at that frog all day. So just get it done. So those big three, then, are the most important things for the day. Now, I want to clarify, it doesn't mean those are the only three things you do that day, but they are the most important, and so you eat those frogs first. You get those done, and it frees you up so much when you've done the most important things. You'll find you still have time to go order your item on Amazon. You still have time to change over the laundry or whatever else you were writing on this to-do list, but you've done the most important things that are going to get you to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. I love this concept. I haven't ever been as organized as writing down my big three every day, which I should really start doing. But I envision for me what that would look like is I do have a big brain dump list that I add to whenever something comes to mind that needs to be, it's added to my brain dump list. And then you look at that list and you decide on your big three each day. So you still have your big long list, but it's not the list that's in front of you on a daily basis because then you feel like you never got enough done because that list just gets longer and longer and longer. Yeah. In fact, I realized recently you'll never get to the end of a to-do list because you're always going to be adding. And what a discouraging thought and feeling. Whereas a big three list, you can get to the end of every day. (laughs) Exactly. And it is. It's so motivating. And the way that I teach it is a big three for each day. And those lead to your big three for the week. 
So what are the big three things that you want to do for the week? And then you kind of break those down into big three for the day. And then furthering this, so you've got your big three for the week. You've got your big three for the day. If you do your big three each day, your frogs every day, you will just automatically get your big three done for the week. So it's mm. kind of, you know, that plays into that other part. And then I really love the Thriving in Motherhood Planner from Jessica Jackson. Mm-hmm. Because she has this broken down in her planner, and on the flip side, she has context-based to-dos, where all those other things, that long list, you kind of can break it down into, okay, well, here's what I need to do when I'm out running errands. Here's what I need to do around the house. Here's what I need to talk to someone about, and break those down. Because when we're talking about simplifying our to-do list, it's really helpful for our minds to see less and to see it in chunks Mm -hmm. and to see it broken down. Because when you look at this long paper, (laughs) the long page that I lived with for so long, the automatic thing that your brain goes to is like, whoa, that's hard. That's a lot of things. And you want something easy. Mm. And like you said, since you know you're never going to be done with this list, there's a little bit of trying to take the easy road. And when you break it down, all I need to focus on is my big three for the day. That's all I'm obligated to do. Mm-hmm. That's what I tell myself I have to do. And if I have extra time, I do the others. But it it simplifies things in my mind. So instead of the weight of that entire to-do list, it feels a lot lighter. Yeah. So the context-based to-dos are things like when I'm at my computer, these are all the to-dos that I could get done at my computer. So that way you're not dividing your energy and attention of like, I'm doing housework, but then I have a thought about something I need to order on Amazon. So I stop doing the housework and I run to my computer. It's like, no, right now I'm doing my home-based to-dos, that context. And then later when I'm sitting at my computer, I'll do my computer to-dos. That's what a context-based to-do list exactly. looks like. Exactly. Right? Yes. Thank you for clarifying that. Exactly. So it's broken down by where you are and what you have in front of you. So some are like phone. Okay. These are who the people I need to call or the texts that I need to send, and I'll just have a list. And then when I'm somewhere with my phone and my planner, I I can look at that list and it's that easy to check those things off because I have that in front of me. So Yeah. yeah. It's so brilliant rather than having a giant dump list. And sometimes you have to start with the dump list and then sort them into these lists. Yeah. But it's just, it does make it a lot more manageable and you're much more effective when you aren't task switching all the time and moving from different contexts, but you know, like this is my focus for right now and the other stuff can wait. So that's the power of a well-structured to-do list. Totally. That's a huge part of it. And I'm glad you brought up that idea of task switching because that's huge because what it does is it contributes to our overwhelm when we are constantly half doing one thing, half doing another, and we're going from one thing to another. We have to resettle in every time if we're switching. And so it allows us to just stay a little focused and that simplifies things in our mind. Which is actually number three that I wanted to talk about, which is simplify your thoughts. So I have a couple of different thoughts on how to do this. The first one is to focus on your wins. So often I talk to moms and a common theme that I hear is that they feel like they are failing. 
I'm sure you hear this a lot in your work too. It's so easy to look at the things that we're not doing well, that we're not doing right, and they seem top of mind. And we can easily just call to mind the times we made mistakes and we messed up. And so focusing on our wins, one way I like to do that is with the Flex of Gold journal. I like to teach my people to look at those moments when they won. Also Mm -hmm. to at night write down, how did I win this day? Like what went right? And focusing your mind to notice that more and more is one way we can keep our thoughts on what we're doing right, which is really helpful. And the other one is to examine your thoughts. So very often we're running in these programs that aren't serving us, where we're running around saying, oh my gosh, I have so much to do. I have so much to do. I don't have enough time, whatever that program is in our mind that we say over and over, really examining those thoughts and rewriting that program. So when you notice yourself saying that thing that isn't serving you, oh, I have so much to do, to rewrite that and say whatever it is that you want the new thought to be, I have all the time I need. I choose to feel calm even though chaos is all around me or whatever the case may be and choosing to rewrite those thoughts. I love the thought. I have plenty of time for everything that matters. Yeah, That's one that I tell myself because it's not true that I have plenty of time for everything. No. But I do have plenty of time for everything that matters. You know, I have to decide what those things are and prioritize it. So that's a new soundtrack, a new program that's more helpful to me than I'm so overwhelmed. I don't have enough time. There's so much to do. And you're right. It just plays subconsciously. We don't even realize. And you have to stop and consciously say, that's not a thought I want to have. And I want to rewire some of those things. It's one of those things that's definitely easier said than done because we often don't notice the thought. We just notice the feeling. We notice the stress. We notice the overwhelm. And we have to slow down in order to say, okay, what is causing that? And then Mm -hmm. we can notice, oh, (laughs) I'm telling myself over and over, I don't have enough time. Mm -hmm. That's what's causing this feeling to come up. Yeah, absolutely. I recently saw a post on Instagram about the power of scripts And she talked a little bit about how sometimes people say that having scripts is too formulaic or it's not from the heart. And she said for her, having scripts is from the heart because she can sit down and write out the thoughts, the scripts that she wants to believe from her heart. And then when she's in the moment, she can refer to those scripts and play them back to remind herself of where she's going. It almost makes it so that she's able to move to a new way of thinking and being by consciously writing down the things that she wants to be thinking and doing. And I thought, oh, that's so true that sometimes you have to sit and think and rewrite in a moment of calm and then pull it out and look at it or say the script, even if you don't really believe it, in a moment when you're stressed out. Yeah. And you'll know if it resonates with you, like if it is heart-centered, if I try to adopt just someone else's saying, affirmation, script, whatever you want to call it, if I try to adopt that, but it doesn't really fit, it just doesn't feel right and it doesn't end up sticking. And so it is definitely heart-centered when you get it right. You'll Mm -hmm. feel that like, oh yeah, that's what I want to feel. And then it kind of resonates and it vibrates with you. You just feel that difference. So it definitely is a heart-centered thing, even though it's conscious, even though it's intentional. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So if we're going back to the simplifying thing, 
Yeah. How has choosing more intentional thoughts made your thoughts simpler? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So changing your thoughts simplifies your life is probably the best way to kind of word that and the way that that all ties in together. Because what happens is your thoughts create your life. Thoughts create reality. And so often we're not aware of what we're thinking or we're just going to the default, you know, subconscious, like I mentioned, or the negative. And when those are our defaults, then it doesn't create a simple life. It doesn't create the life we want to have. And so when we step back and we choose our thoughts, that then simplifies our whole life. Yeah. I feel like sometimes my thoughts, my brain is the most cluttered place of anything. (laughs) It's more cluttered than my house, than my kitchen. Like it's not simple in there. And so sometimes it does take some effort to really say, what is going on in my brain right now? I'm sure that's why you have this journaling practice you do every day. Get it all out and then say, what is a simpler way to look at this problem? Or what is more aligned with what I truly believe about myself when you cut all this distraction and noise out, you know? And so it is a process of, I don't think people would think about simplifying their mind or their thoughts. Like we think about simplifying our physical spaces, things like that. But I love that you brought this in as something that's a little bit less concrete, but in some ways the most important step to simplify anything else. Definitely. I'd love to share just a quick experience. I have a lot going on right now. I'm working a full-time job, which I've never done before. I have my business. I have a leadership calling in my church. I've got five kids still and just a lot going on. And because I do teach what I teach, I teach simplification, I teach time management, I teach balance, all these things, I feel like the time element and what I'm doing with my day is working. I'm getting it done. It's not super stressful. But last night, I was just feeling like, ah, oh my gosh, this is so much. I've got so many things. And I was trying to explain it to my husband. Oh, plus all the chores, you know, all the life stuff. Plus all of that. Yeah. (laughs) It's just so much. It's a lot. It's a lot. And so I couldn't really articulate what the problem was. And so I just sat down with my journal And as I wrote down all the things I had going on, I'm like, but what's really the problem? And the problem that I came up with, it was all me. It's just the way I'm thinking about it. It's just exactly what I told you. It's just listing out all these things. It's not that I don't have time for them. It's just juggling the thoughts. And I thought, oh, well, if that's all it is, if the problem is just internal, then it's that simple. I can switch it and say, you know, like we talked about earlier, I have time to do everything that matters. And knowing that when you know that it comes from inside, when you know that you can switch that thought, that gives so much freedom and so much clarity and just so much peace. Mm -hmm. It's much more empowering than if the problem was outside of you because you have no control over that. And so figuring out my mindset is going to make all of this easier is huge. And I have some episodes, I'll link them in the show notes. If you really struggle with negative self-talk, I have some resources that might help to sort of, it's hard to know where to start with that one. Like when you realize that you have really negative self-talk, I have a great episode about that. And I know you have some resources as well, Chanel. So tell us a little bit about your show and any resources you have for moms who are looking to simplify different areas of their life. 
Yeah. So my podcast is called Mom's Life Made Simple, and it's all about really simplifying your mom's life. It's about the things that we've talked about today. Mom's is actually an acronym for manifestation, organization, mobilization, and simplification. And so those are the things that we talk about and we help to really make mom life simple in little actionable ways. Mm-hmm. I have a resource that I would love to share because one of the things that I feel like we can really do to simplify mom life is adding in self-care. And I have a ebook that I wrote about that called Self-Care for Busy Moms. And you can get that at chanelnielsen.com forward slash self-care book. No spaces in there. We'll link that, of course. Perfect. Thank you for giving us that concrete place to start. And I've been a guest on your show, and we'll link the episode that I did talking about simplifying your life by letting go of mom guilt, which goes right back into what we just talked about with thoughts. So there's a lot of information there as well if people want to get started with that episode. So thank you so much, Chanel, for coming on and for sharing your wisdom with 3 and 30. It's been such an honor to learn from you. Oh, it's such an honor. I've told Rachel before, this is a goal for me to be on 3 and 30. So it's awesome to be here with Rachel. I have so much admiration and love for you. Well, thank you. The feeling is very mutual. I'm grateful to my friend Chanel, a fellow refiner who loves to cut through the noise to get to the heart of any topic or problem. I'm feeling inspired by her three takeaways, especially with my New Year's energy. And I'm excited to put some of that energy into trying out her takeaways. And as a reminder, here are Chanel's three takeaways for three areas we can simplify in our mom life this year. First, simplify your routines. We would all love to have perfect multi-step routines that we effortlessly complete every day, but that's not reasonable for most of us. So while it's okay to have an ideal routine that you strive for, be sure to have a simplified version for those days when you just can't pull off the full shebang. A range of possibilities, as Chanel called it. This requires being able to differentiate between what is essential and what is a bonus. Having a perfectly clean kitchen, amazing. But maybe the necessary thing today, while you're running to 55 after-school activities and managing a child with the stomach flu, is to just spend five minutes loading the dirty dishes into the dishwasher so you'll have something to eat off of tomorrow. Maybe you'd love to have an hour-long morning routine, and maybe sometimes you're able to. But on those days when you can't make it happen, Having a scaled-down version already decided on will help you to not give up altogether, but to do the minimum and be happy with it. Second takeaway, simplify your to-do list. Instead of writing a big, long to-do list every day, narrow it down to a big three, the three most important things you want to accomplish that day, even if they aren't the easiest things or the most check-offable. This will keep you moving forward on your top priorities and minimize the time you spend task-switching. You may want to consider writing your longer to-do lists in context. All the computer tasks together, all the errands together, all the phone calls or texts together, etc. So you can sit down and do them all at once when the time is right. And third and finally, simplify your thoughts. When your mind is full of negative chatter, you will feel bogged down and unclear. If you can gain some clarity around what programs are playing in your head, and then choose some simple thoughts that you would rather have, and practice coming back to them over and over again, you will start to change the way you think about yourself in your life. Once you've calmed your inner critic, everything will feel simpler in your life. I'm going to link my episode, How to Stop Being Mean to Yourself, in the show notes, and also an episode I did on Chanel's podcast about letting go of mom guilt. I hope these additional resources help you. So that's it, friends. 
This year, let's strive to simplify our routines, our to-do lists, and our thoughts. Those three areas will make a massive difference in our day-to-day lives, and I'm so excited to see all that we will accomplish and overcome if we can make those three shifts. As always, I hope you know that I'm cheering you on and so grateful that you're part of the 3 and 30 community of mothers. We've got this, and I hope you have a beautiful week with your family. I'm Stacey Toth. And I'm Dr. Sarah Ballantyne. And we'd like to invite you to come listen to our podcast, The Whole View. Each week, we follow the science for an in-depth answer to a listener-requested topic related to health and wellness. But we're not your typical health show. We're talking emotional and physical, looking at dozens of scientific studies to support our answers. You may be surprised what the science can tell us. When we share practical tips and embarrassing personal stories, we make sure no one is left thinking perfection is the goal. In fact, this one time at band camp... Uh uh, not now, Stacy. Oh, right. Sorry. I was about to get on a soapbox again. The whole view is exactly that. A comprehensive and holistic look at important topics that likely resonate with you. We also take a body positive approach. And instead of engaging in diet culture, we focus on what the actual medical research says are the healthiest choices in terms of diet, lifestyle, and non-toxic living. And we're not afraid to bust myths that are trending in health conscious communities. Join us to laugh and learn and just feel like you're hanging out with your two nerdiest besties. Check out the Whole View podcast wherever you listen. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode.